Let's pray, shall we? Father God, as we, as peop, the people were around those two healings were amazed by what they saw. And they saw something and heard something and learned something from Jesus in the course of all that. We pray that as we look at this passage, we too will learn from Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. As you know, I do uh, quite a bit of uh, schools work in various schools around the place. And I once, I, well, I used to over several years actually, to, to lead a lunchtime club in uh, one school. Uh, we called it ALF, A-L-F, about life and faith. And uh, we did all kinds of things. And this was in a particular school which had a very long corridor uh, in its uh, main section, about 100 metres. It was a, a long corridor. Anyway, one week we decided that it would be good, uh, the, my co-leader and I, we wanted to investigate this passage a little bit, the fact that Jesus does some, some things right up close and personal, immediate and touching, and other things at a distance. So I, we did something, I forget what it was, but we did it in the room with the kids and we could all see it and we could all get hold of what had happened. And then, and then we said, well, okay, why don't you know, some of you all go down the corridor to the very far end and the one person who's left in this room will do the same thing. And of course, they will walk down and none of them uh, got to see it and they, they weren't sure whether it had taken place or not. And there's something of that going on in this passage today. The gospel passage is all about trusting God, either up close or at a distance. And uh, we're on page 1121, Matthew, Matthew 8. One healing, the one that happens up close and personal, that's of a leper, a person who's excluded from society by their leprosy. And one healing happens at a distance. Uh, the issue here is not leprosy, it's paralysis. Uh, but again, it's somebody who's excluded. It's a foreigner who's excluded, not because of his disease, but because of his nationality. Let's take that uh, up close healing first. Look at verses 1 to 4 of Matthew 8. There's a lot that happens here and the thing is that the leper comes to Jesus and one of the things he says is if you are willing you can. That's a really good thing to uh, say when, when coming to pray. To lay before, before the Lord what we would like to happen, but be subject to God's will. One of the things that um, every time I, any time I ask Eric about playing, I know for a funeral or something like that, and is he available on such and such a date at such and time, he will usually answer yes, DV, uh, God willing, Dale Wallens. Uh, and there's something that about subjecting what we pray for 
to God's will. And I guess even prayers that seem unanswered. Actually, what we're doing is laying these before God. How did Jesus teach us to pray? Your will be done. Your kingdom come, etc. Not my will, not everything I want be done, but rather your will. Subjecting ourselves to God's will. So the only if he asks is... uh, I'll come back to the, to, to the word if, actually, but the only if, he says, if you're willing, you can. He's faithful. He knows. The word is getting around about Jesus by this point. This is just after the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has been teaching some amazing things, and now he's doing some amazing things. And people are getting... The penny is starting to drop that Jesus is unique. Then the healing... At a distance. Look at verses uh, 5 down to 13. Centurion comes and uh, says, My servant's paralyzed. Please do something about it. And Jesus seems to be about to go with him in verse 7. He says, Well, Jesus Jesus is saying, Yes, I'll come and do something about that. And uh, the faith of the centurion, verse 8, is, No, you don't need to do that. Uh, You don't need to be physically present. Of course, Jesus has reached out and touched the leper. People thought that would make Jesus unclean uh, because leprosy or the the combination of different different things, which in those days, not always the same as we would consider leprosy, but um, the combination of different things, the different uh, skin diseases and so on, that made somebody unclean, People would think that Jesus would become unclean, but actually it was the other way around. Jesus' healing passed into the leper. So that's what he did up close with a touch. But the uh, centurion says, no, I realize that you are amazing. Your authority is absolute. Because he says, I'm under authority. He's got a uh, senior officer over him. And... He says he's got men under him. Some He just says go and they go and come and they come and so on. Um, and he's demonstrating great faith in saying that. He's saying that that is the kind of authority that he realizes that Jesus has. And look at verse 10. Because verse 10 is really the key to understanding all of this. Verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and he said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now, so he's he's been among God's people. He's been among the Jews who should have known better, who, who should have had some of that faith that God could do anything. We sang this morning, didn't we? God can do anything, anything at all. Uh, nothing is too big, nothing is too small, etc. God can do anything, anything at all. He ought to have been the very one who understood all that. And yet this foreigner, uh, he grasps something about the authority. He's the one that grasps something about the authority that Jesus had. So if you compare the two groups, the people who should have known about Jesus and should have had faith, many of them didn't. 
and those outside. There were some surprising inclusions. And I think when we get to heaven, actually, there'll be some surprising inclusions and some surprising exclusions. People who are not there, that have seemed to do all the right things down here, but actually didn't walk closely with God in their hearts. God knows that. God's judge. We're not. That's all about there and then. That's very interesting, I suppose. But um, much more important is the here and now. What's all this mean? It raises in my mind two questions that I want to leave you with. The first is this. What answers to prayer have you had in the past that have built up your faith uh, and the way you pray now is informed by the answer you had then. Those were things that happened and help you to trust God for the future because there's something going on in all of this. As Jesus is moving from the, the up close to the far afield, then he's sort of saying, actually, what you've seen in one place can bolster your faith about what's going to happen in another. What about your experience? As I think back, as I, as I prepared this, I thought about mine, and uh, I guess my most vivid answer to prayer uh, happened a long time ago, not in a galaxy far, far away, but in a place far away in Belize in Central America. And that I still think about from time to time, and that affects the way I pray now and the way I trust God now. I know that when the chips were really down then, he heard and answered. He knows, he hears answers even now, even when he doesn't seem like it. So the first question is, what are the times when we've had, what, what conclusions can we draw from the answered prayers that we've had? How does that affect us praying into the future? And the second question is all about this word, if. Because the leper says, if you're willing, you can. As I said, he's subjecting his prayers to God's will. And he knows if God is willing, then God can. There's no doubt about that. But I found myself thinking how this compares with Mark 9. Uh, when the father with a, a sick child comes to Jesus and says, if you can, uh, maybe you could do something. And Jesus says, if, if I can. Uh, it's not, he's saying, not if you're willing, but if you can. And there's a huge difference there. When we come to pray, so the question is, that going, was, I found going on in my mind, was when we come to pray, do we come with an if you're willing, or an if you can, in the back of our minds? Just reflect on that for a moment.
Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that when you're willing, you can. Thank you that uh, the way we trust you going into the future is affected by the way we have trusted you and seen you at work in the past. Lord, we're sorry for the times when we doubt you. Maybe when we become a bit too much like that person in Mark 9. If you can, well, we know you can. Please help us to trust. Help us to be more like this Roman centurion. Knowing that you have authority. You have authority over sickness, even over death, over the forces of nature, all of those things and more. Most importantly, Lord, you have authority to forgive. So we trust you and we ask that you will be at work in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.